Welcome to Cybercast, decoding today's cyber issues. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is staff writer researcher Jayla Whitfield. Hi, Jayla. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? I am doing well. Great to be back on Cybercast. So, Jayla, you had the opportunity to chat with Brittany Wright, cybersecurity fellow at GSA. How'd it go? Yeah, it went great. This is actually our second time getting the opportunity to talk with a GSA fellow. And they have such broad knowledge when it comes to cybersecurity because this isn't their first role. They've done so many things previously in their past experiences. And particularly for Brittany, it was great to talk with her a lot about the challenges that she sees that government is facing in cybersecurity. She talked a lot about the cybersecurity talent gap and the demand and the need for more cybersecurity experts. So it was really great to talk with her about what she sees a need for for the government. Yeah. And going back, for those listeners who didn't listen to our previous Cybercast with a GSA cybersecurity fellow, can you tell us a little bit more about this fellowship program? Yeah, of course. So they have several fellows um, in different areas, but basically they pick early career technologists and they represent a diverse group of people across the country. And they focus on delivering secure, effective, and equitable government services to the public. Um, so during their time in the fellowship, they're learning, continuing their research on their particular sector, and then they're able to dive into different projects, uh, focus areas, and all that good stuff to help government uh, officials. Well, with all of that in mind, let's take a listen to your conversation. Today, we have Brittany Wright here. She is a GSA fellow, amongst other things that she does that are really awesome. And we're here to talk a little bit about cybersecurity. But first, I would love for her to just dive in and talk a little bit about herself and her passion for cybersecurity and how that all came about. Brittany? Yes, Jayla. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time. So... My background is a little unorthodox, I would say, in the way I got into cybersecurity and started with the U.S. Digital Corps. Um, so I'm a recent United States Air Force veteran. I worked in healthcare for the past six years while serving active duty. Um, I was an emergency medical technician, so an EMT by trade. And my re most recent position as a clinical operations manager overseeing three clinics. So that was family health, women's health, and behavioral health. So I'm really passionate about helping people in any way that I can, even if it's just a little bit and making someone's life better. So working in direct patient care, assisting military personnel and their family members when they need um, was my passion. I also have a bachelor's in communication with a focus in mass media and a master's of business administration. While completing my MBA, I took an information management course and just got deeply invested into all things cybersecurity. I knew that this was the career field I wanted to ultimately be in uh, as I transitioned post my military career. Um, after that, I was able to complete a three-month cybersecurity boot camp and continue to just further my knowledge in the field, um, which made me a lot more passionate about it. I was able to retrieve an industry-level certification as well. So already understanding how the government you know, works on active duty, I came across the opportunity to apply to U.S. Digital Corps, uh, which would ultimately allow me 
as someone who already had a career, you know, in healthcare, in the military, to transition into technology and be able to use not only my education, my love for helping people in healthcare, and my passion for technology all in the same space. Um, Digital Core really gives me an opportunity to have those worlds collide in, in the best way while still doing high impact work in the federal government. Um, as someone who in the technology space. Um, and uh, ultimately, it ultimately all worked out perfect because I was able to be matched with the National Institutes of Health. That is awesome. And I know right now in your role, are you currently working on any projects, I guess, that you could mention or discuss a little bit about? Right. So being that I am a uh, more recent fellow um, with the U.S. Digital Corps cohort, I've been working with my agency for a little over a few months now, um, still in huge, huge transition of learning. Um, at NIH, I work at the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development um, in the Information Resources Management Branch. Um, so there we provide you know, an innovative, reliable, and just secure information technology computing environment for all of our NICHD users. So I'm really just learning the foundation of how everything operates within this system and it flows um, while currently learning, you know, compliance policies such as uh, Federal Information Security Modernization Act, so FISMA, FedRAMP, and other NIH IT security principles. So just a lot of learning for me currently. Definitely. And I know there's several different trends going on within cybersecurity right now. Are there any that are currently on your radar um, in your role? Yes, I would say currently on my radar would be, and they've always been on my radar, but ransomware attacks. Um, as of late, the numbers are, they've been spiking tremendously. In July of this year, you know, we saw some, one of the highest numbers of ransomware attacks, uh, second to record-breaking numbers in May. So ransomware continues to evolve and truly understanding how to, you know, protect ourselves against it, being able to detect it and responding to those attacks is something that you know I'm most definitely interested in because it's crucial in not just one industry, but uh, it can reach any industry. Definitely, I cover a lot with healthcare, and that's a huge problem, especially when it comes to like AI and emerging technology. They're um, talking a lot about the cybersecurity concerns with you know that information getting out, all that kind of stuff. So I know that's something that they look into. So when it, I guess, when it comes to um, technology, um, AI, emerging technology, do you think that that would increase the amount of cybersecurity? ransomware attacks, those kind of things, or are there are there ways that this technology can also benefit the government? Yeah, I mean, I I would say um, I'm, you know, I can't necessarily speak on if, you know, emerging technology would increase ransomware attacks. However, I would say um, ultimately technology is benefiting the government. Um, I think as a United States Air Force veteran, um, I see it firsthand every single day. Um, just how technology is improving, you know, uh, my user experience um, just on certain websites or applications, even when, you know, going to the doctor, telehealth appointments, making it, you know, faster and just easier to use. And, you know, not just necessarily for veterans, but for all the American people who use government resources daily. Um, the advancement of technology really just gives the government the opportunity to continue to, you know, put our citizens, you know, at the forefront of every decision made you know, made while keeping our data secure. 
Definitely. I feel like it's an exciting time as things are changing and uh, different agencies are implementing different technologies. I know you were just mentioning about uh, some of the challenges with cybersecurity. I guess, how important is it for agencies to protect their networks and data from these cyber attacks that do happen? Well, it's highly imperative for government agencies to protect their networks and uh, data from cybersecurity attacks. I would say for many reasons, but to name a few, first would be our national security, you know, being put at risk. Um, we handle a lot of sensitive and classified information. So, you know, this can compromise many different uh, areas and infrastructures, you know, whether that's our military, law enforcement, healthcare, transportation, and the list goes on. So I would say some examples of that would be having a well-defined, you know, incident response plan that outlines procedures, you know, to follow in the event of a cybersecurity incident or building a zero trust framework, you know, trusting nothing but verifying everything are a few measures that, you know, help protect um, our networks and, you know, sensitive information. Definitely. And when you mentioned zero trust, uh, how are you seeing zero trust evolve right now? And can you talk a little bit about your meaning of zero trust? Because I know it, the definition kind of varies for different people. Right. It, it, de it definitely varies for different people. I would go back to, you know, our previous our previous question, um, you know, trusting nothing, verifying every, you know, verifying everything would ultimately be my definition. But I would say zero trust is currently evolving um, and will continue to develop in government agencies, you know, due to, you know, the threat landscape. Executive Order uh, 14028 really put emphasis on the adoption of zero trust principles and agencies are continuously attempting to align their strategies with such, you know, directives. For example, agencies are now using multi-factor authentication um, for their employees and contractors, assessing their systems and applications. So anything that can't be verified is denied. You know, also employing just-in-time or least privilege access ensures that access is granted only when needing you know, reducing those risks associated with potentially giving people or users more privilege than they may actually require. Next up, I guess when it comes to uh, cybersecurity, I know that there's also some challenges that people face along the way. So what are some of those challenges that you would say you're seeing in government? Um, and if there are any ways to tackle those challenges, if you would like to mention those as well. Yes, of course, Shayla. I would say as an early technologist and a career changer, I believe that since, you know, working with the government in the cybersecurity space, one of the biggest challenges that I have seen is the cybersecurity talent gap um, in government. I think the demand for cybersecurity professionals is, you know, at an all-time high, uh, greater than it's ever been, just due to the threat landscape continuously expanding and evolving. So, you know, being able to incorporate more early career talent in the government, you know, just fosters innovation, gives us the opportunity to bridge skill gap and add skill diversity. Early, you know, early professionals come in having, you know, a fresh set of eyes and possess certain skill sets or knowledge within emerging technology. So we really need that to combat cybersecurity threats um, and just in general in this field, which is why I think it's, you know, really important and crucial for programs such as Digital Core um, for early technologists such as myself, um, but also for, you know, individuals who may be, you know, have an associate and undergraduate, you know, undergraduate degree or, you know, 
are in graduate degree programs, um, maybe reskilling or, you know, are in certification programs such as myself with a three month boot camp. Um, just being able to build those skills and just represent um, diversity in the United States. So uh, fellows are brought in from, you know, five different tracks, um, which is software engineering, data science and analytics, product management and design. And, you know, just give us the opportunity to, you know, be early on in our career and, you know, advance and do high impact work. Yeah, I love that you mentioned diversity. I think that's one of the key factors is making sure the talent pool is diverse, you know, it includes women, different uh, ethnicities, all that great stuff to make sure you're getting a full broad perspective. Do you have any advice for those that are looking to get into cybersecurity? Any any advice that you would give anyone else? Yes, I, I actually would, um, because I, too, you know, really needed words of encouragement, um, you know, trying to break into this this field. I think I would say um, I would like to give some words of encouragement to early technologists fresh out of high, uh, fresh out of college, excuse me. Um, individuals who may not have gone down the traditional cybersecurity learning path and career changers, finding your first job in cybersecurity or making a career change can be super challenging. But remember that, you know, every cybersecurity expert has to start somewhere. So continuing to leverage your unique skills, never stop learning. Um, you're going to continue to learn more and more on the job um, and in your career. Network, stay persistent and you know, that 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 job is going to come. If you're interested in GovTech, applications for U.S. Digital Corps will open uh, for the third cohort this fall. So uh, those individuals will start next summer. You know, if you're entering your last year of school, whether you're undergraduate or graduate, you know, please, please consider applying. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for just taking the time to speak with us today, Brittany, and just sharing all of your knowledge when it comes to cybersecurity and the path that you took to get there. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak on this platform regarding that. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jayla. That was a great conversation that you had with Brittany. Before we let our listeners go, are there any last highlights or takeaways you want to leave them with? Yeah, I just really love Brittany's passion um, in this episode. You could really tell that she has a love for cybersecurity and she has a love for wanting others to get involved into this career field and helping them do so. So, I mean, if you are interested in cybersecurity, if you're still trying to find the right path for you, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to do fellowships like this one that Brittany is a part of, uh, because it's a great start. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jayla. Listeners can tune in in two weeks for a brand new Cybercast. But until then, if you like what you heard, make sure you're subscribed. Please leave a five-star rating and a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you like what you heard, tell a friend. We always appreciate growing our audience. I'm Alexander Bolova. I'm Jayla Whitfield. Thank you for listening. Cybercast, along with GovCast and HealthCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. 
And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.